All right, hello and welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM. This is our show where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What to Be is a program provided by Your Future is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, career panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect this career in its entirety. And today, we have the pleasure of being joined by Carolyn Alman. Thank you so much for being here today, Carolyn. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And Carolyn is here to talk to us about her current career as the Senior Channel Account Manager with Polyplantronics. So I guess to start off, can you tell us what is Polyplantronics and what is a Senior Channel Account Manager and what are your responsibilities in that role? So I'm um, not sure how many people on the call actually know Plantronics, but for those of you who do or don't know us, um, and yes, it is Poly. Poly is the new name of the company, but we make headsets and um, voice and video solutions. So what does that mean to you? Some of you may be gamers, and we have headsets um, that would allow you to play into your Xbox, pick, pick a system that you like, and you would actually, you know, compete. Or you may have um, a workout athletic wear where you paired to your device, maybe your um, your iPhone. And we have solutions like that. And then we actually have business solutions. So our business solutions are designed for like doctors that do telemed. So they actually get on their computer and make, you know, headset calls to talk to their patients that are far away. We also make solutions like that for corporations or companies. So maybe if you guys have ever been to Sutter, if, if you have a doctor that you want to see and they have somebody who picks up the, a phone regularly, they often have a headset on. That is a solution that Poly slash Plantronics offers. Um, my role specifically is I am think of a, a senior channel account manager as really a salesperson. Okay. My job is to go out there and get people to buy headsets. In the past, I've done something where I've sold it directly to businesses or corporations. You might know, know some of those companies like um, Google or Robert Half or Apple or gosh, anyone in the Northern California, you pick, you pick a site and drive by, County of Santa Cruz, UCSD, all of them. Um, and um, our focus is to get them to buy the poly slash Plantronic solutions. So making sure they have the best connectivity to have the best call experience. We also do voice and video, but I think anybody who is from Shoreline may have a friend or a family member that has actually been connected to Plantronics at some point because we're right over by Costco. So you might have driven by that Plantronics building before. All right. So can you tell us what what's a day in the life like when you show up to work on a Tuesday and um, it's the world is normal, we'll say in this situation. Okay. What are you doing? So the world being normal, but my job is to actually see, to take a look at what products are available. And then because my sole account is Amazon, so anybody who's ever made a purchase on Amazon, right now, if you were to search Plantronics or Polycom, because they're both brands under the Poly family, if you did a search and you, um, let's say you put a Plantronics backbeat in, if you saw that or um, a CS540, if you went in there and searched on that, that is what I sell to Amazon. They turn around and they sell it on their website. So what I would be doing is I would be tracking their purchases to see what they're purchasing. I would be tracking the investment of the marketing dollars, 
we're spending dollars to get things marketed and get better visibility. And then I'd also be tracking like their run rate to see how much they were pulling and what makes sense. And then altering the strategy, you know, sometimes it's daily, sometimes it's weekly and just trying to figure out what are the best products for that marketplace to pull from Poly. Okay. And so since you said this is sort of, you said, think of this as a, a sales position, uh, what kind of training do you, did you get or would you say is most necessary for getting into sales? What types of skills are the most helpful here? Oh, gosh. Um, so I can tell you that I, there actually are formal sales trainings. Um, often you'll, when you, when someone goes into a new job, they will offer sales trainings. Um, but a lot of it is learning on the job. And it also has to be some natural inclination. If you like talking to people, sales could be a possibility. If you like negotiating, mm -hmm. sales could be a possibility. You know, people always say, um, oh, that person's a really good arguer. They'd probably make a good attorney. Sometimes those people would actually make a good salesperson because what they're doing is they're offering constructive points mm -hmm. and counterpoints. It's not just law. It's also reasonable, right? Reasonableness and getting people to connect in a halfway point. And that's what sales is about, getting people to get to a medium point where of agreement. And how do you, how do you, what are those interactions like? How do you help someone say someone doesn't necessarily want to come to an agreement at first? How do you kind of, what helps bring them in? I think, uh, well, there's different sales, sales techniques. I would say um, I tend to be a more consultative salesperson. So there's people who walk in and they actually pull out their briefcase and they sh put headsets on the table and they're like, these are the headsets I have. You should get one of these, right? There's blue, there's purple, there's green. Try, try one of them. Um, I'm much more like, let's talk about what you want to accomplish with a business. And if we were to offer these or connect, you were to use these in your environment, how would it improve your environment? What are, what would be the effects of it or understanding what problems they're trying to solve? For example, let's say a company, um, has just changed their building in the way it's set up. So they used, everybody used to have an office, but now they moved to open office and everybody's working together. Well, they probably need a headset solution that's gonna block out the noise. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna show them how they're gonna be more productive by actually selecting our headsets and, and what that savings represents. How many dollars does a savings like that represent? Right. As opposed to like me just saying, now you can buy five of these headsets right? I'll give you a bottom dollar deal. That's not what you want to do. What you really want to come in is understand what their work environment is like and how they can actually maximize their environment with your product. I'm curious, I guess, what's your work environment like? I, I imagine you're in several different places. You might be out meeting with a, a client or you're in home at, at Poly. So what are those different environments like and how do they affect how you work? Well, there's today, right now, right? So this is my environment today. This is my living room, family room, if you will. Um, so that solution is something that I use here. Um, and what I would say to somebody that I was talking to now is when I'm having conversations with people right now and I hear, because we're in the COVID pandemic, right? I'm having conference calls with people all day long and they have little kids walking by or they have spouses pouring ice into their ice cup, right? They're <laughs> annoying people. I have headsets that I'm like, oh, I have a headset for you. If you put it over yours, you won't be able to hear anything else. <laughs> How great is that? You won't be able to hear the ice maker or the music or your, you know, I have a um, daughter who's a freshman in high school and a son who's a senior. And so I wouldn't have, you wouldn't 
have to hear all that. Now, if I go into the office, when I'm talking to somebody, let's say I walk into, um, I'll just say Apple. If I'm talking to Apple and they're in an open environment, I'm talking to them about their noise. I'm talking to them about how is this change that you've moved to, you've moved from having everybody in their office and being locked off to all being working in the same, how do they, how do they function? Are you finding, and I start asking them questions, right? And that's what I started to do with you right now. I started to go into the natural um, inquiry mode. I wanna know what's working and what's not working in their environment. And you have to build trust to be able to do that. So whether I'm, doing that from my own home, or I'm doing that from their office, or I'm doing that from my office, all those examples, it causes me to just pause, be present, and see what I'm working with. What's going on and how do my headset solutions fit into their world? Are, are there any common misconceptions when, uh, if someone were to say, we just started this conversation fresh, and uh, I was someone who asked you, what, you know, Carolyn, what do you do? Are there some pretty common misconceptions that people generate when you give them some kind of answer? Probably. You know, what's funny is my first thought, I think I thought you were going in a different direction. I'm an, a salesperson that um, in, in my line of work, many times people think, oh my gosh, that salesperson's going to have a 50 slide presentation and everybody's heads roll back. I mean, their eyes roll back in their heads, right? They're like, I don't want to watch another slide. I don't really care. Doesn't matter if you're a kid or a grown up. People don't want to watch 50 pages of PowerPoint slides. They right. just don't. And so, I, one thing that I will do is I will actually I show them my deck, and I'll be like, "I have 50 slides here that I could walk you through, or we could just talk about you <laughs> and what's going on with your business." And nine out of ten times, people will be like, "Oh, thank goodness! Yeah. That's all I want to talk about is me. <laughs> Let me tell you about all my problems." And they're really um, forthcoming. I think a couple things when people think of sales. Um, I often get the first reaction is a car salesperson. Like they don't trust, right? People are like, oh, I don't trust them in the salespeople. Just because of there's you know? that stigma. Oh, they're, uh, they're, pro they're out to get something from you. Huh. They're, they're totally right. But let's be real. Everybody has an ask, right? right? Today, somebody asked me to pick up signs for them. Somebody asked me to be in a birthday car parade. Somebody asked me to, you know, give them feedback on a presentation. People are asking me stuff for all the time, but when you're a salesperson and you ask for something, then it's like, uh-oh, what do they want, <laughs> right? Yeah, so has, do you think you've kind of always been able to to get over that hurdle? Because I, I don't consider myself to be, I'll put in air quotes, good at sales, because I'm nervous to make that ask. So how do you, how do you, you get over, or how do you maybe advise someone to get over the nerves of, of making that ask for their, their client? You know what I say is don't get in the way of helping them. So here, here's what I say. Um, it doesn't matter if I'm fundraising for the local Little League baseball mm -hmm. team or I'm helping to fundraise for something for high school or something. What I say is give the chance, give people the chance to say yes. Don't make the decision yeah. for them that you don't want to. Realize that you're giving them information and what they do with it is up to them. You can't actually... I mean, yes, there are crooks that take people, but generally speaking, that's not what happens, right? All you're doing is bringing them information and equipping them to deal with what they're dealing with in their work environment. And then it's up to them to make the decision. And when you're really good, they keep coming back to you for all sorts of things. I know this is outside your job, but what are your thoughts on this? 
could you help me with that? Because they're constantly, they're like, oh, now you're a trusted advisor. Now they understand that you want them to succeed. Yeah. And you're like, oh, then you become in their resource pool. Oh, you know that Carolyn Allman? She helped me out with this problem. And not only that, she knows how to get this next thing fixed. I'll just reach out to her real quick. So you're setting yourself up for, for them to keep coming back. Right. Right. Um, amazing. Um, what, what would you say has been something that was surprising to learn when you came into this job? Or maybe when you just started your, a career in sales? Was there something you picked up that you didn't really expect to be there? I love it. I love helping people problem solve. I, you know, I, it's not life or death. You know, we always say headsets, you know, they're headsets. I mean, they're video voice conferencing of things. They're not, you know, it's not brain surgery, but it's still making people's lives a little easier. And so it's kind of a new, a nice mix because I know when people are, you know, working and they have a better experience because of our headsets or they're working out and they have a better experience, those things make you feel good. You're like, okay. Or being in the Santa Cruz community, I love it when somebody's like, oh my gosh, my aunt works at your company. We love Plantronics, Polly. Those are all, those are all good things. Amazing. Let's, we, hey, just a heads up, everyone. We're getting closer to the, the student question time. So you may have got my message. Keep them coming. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing so far and I can't wait to ask some of your questions. Uh, just a couple more here before we transfer over. What would you say is one of your most memorable uh, moments or projects of the uh, career you're in now? I have a really interesting one. I, I sold a $10 million contract about 15 years ago and I negotiated it and I was really excited. It, it made me a vice president by the time I was 30. And I was like super excited and it took me like six months to negotiate. How could it possibly take six months? I got to tell you, because there were so many people who had to sign off on this. And my very favorite moment is the contract came in and it was delivered by FedEx and it was completely torn up and crunched in the mail. And I looked at it and I was like, that's the contract. That's what I've been working on for six months. It was like, it looked like someone dug it out of the trash and dumped it in water. It was gross. And what I realized was right then and there that it's the journey that is the most exciting for me. It is everything that I was doing day in and day out to get that ink, to get that to delivery to us it, every day. And so now I say to people, you know what? Interviewing is the best part dating is the best part. Like negotiating is the best part. It's the day in and day out journey because once you've sealed the deal, it's done. Now you got to go find something else to do. Man. And the highs and the lows with it. It is the ride. That's fun. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that story. That's a fun, I hope people, I know I can relate to that. I mentioned to Carolyn, I'm, I'm uh, halfway through grad school and she's totally right. It's, it's the journey that gets you to the end that, that really matters. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM in Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and today we're speaking with Carolyn Allman and learning about her career journey to becoming the Senior Channel Account Manager at Polyplantronics. All right, so one of the first questions I got was, how long have you been in this job? I've actually been in this job just a little over six years. And how, how long uh, would you say you've been doing sales in general? 
since the mo the moment my mom opened a delicatessen, she had a sandwich shop and I was 16 and I was stocking the cupboards. Like she would tell me how to put them in order and make all the labels sh um, show the in the refrigerator the right way. Presentation was everything. Like when we put out cookies and brownies, she'd be like, you want to make them ready so that they'll sell. So I would say that started a long time ago. Would you say this is your dream job or was there something else maybe that you thought you might've wanted to do before? You know what I will say is the people along the way have made my job a dream at different points. Um, the celebrations I've had along the way, there is no, I mean, yes, there've been great times at, at many of the locations and the sites, but there hasn't been one like, oh, this is, this is it. Um, because that would, that would take away from the others. Like they've been great teams. I would say that I've had many opportunities to sit in a, a I always call it, you know, those outrigger rowboats where you have eight people. I used to row crew. Oh, okay. And every once in a while you have a boat where you have eight people rowing the boat at the same time in the same direction. And you like everybody in the boat. And when you have that, that's perfection. And I've had that a few times in my career. And so, um, those are the dream moments. It's not that I have a dream career. Well explained. Thank you. Um, what would you say is the most challenging thing about your job? Getting people to not be afraid of Amazon. Yeah. Can, can you, uh, you talked about a little bit before the show, but maybe just a few words yeah. on that again. I think people are always afraid that Amazon will um, uh, deteriorate the pricing and to some degree, right? Because they make it a marketplace and they... Um, and deteriorate the channels by which they buy. And also they, an example would be, um, you know, let's say you guys go out with your mom and dad, you want to buy a birthday present and you shop around here locally in Santa Cruz and you find a couple things, but you know what? You don't buy locally, you buy online. And so you're not shopping locally, you're shopping with Amazon. There's two parts of that, right? You get it the next day with Amazon, at least you used to, and you're like so excited about it and you have what you want and it was the price that you wanted. Um, but that's also like a, a, a scary thing because then you're like, well, how does the mom pop shop maintain their existence down in Santa Cruz? So I think there's, that's always, you know, we're some, we don't want all these mom and pop shops to go away, but there has to be a good balance. Right. Um, what is it like work to work at a company like Poly? And do you have any tips for students who maybe down the line want to go into a company that's very similar? What I would say to you is, um, I've had the good fortune of selling to a hundred plus companies in Northern California, all the brand, name, brand names that you would know. And knowing the culture of the company is super important. And what does that mean? It means that everybody has a price, right? If someone said, I'll pay you this much to come work for your company. Yeah, you could have a check and you could make X, but being in the right place with the right people does make a difference because when you spend as much time as you do in that environment, you want to be with the right people, with good people that are a good fit for you. And I've had, um, there are many good people at Poly slash Plantronics and, um, they've all been good. And whenever I, some, so many of them have left and I look and I see that I'm still friends with them on Facebook or Instagram, they're good people and they're good Santa Cruz people. So, and, and others too, all over the world, by the way, I have to be sure and highlight that Polly is a global company and part of its charm has been, I've made friendships all over this world. And that includes Slovakia and Costa Rica and you know, uh, just countless, countless countries. I didn't even know what language they spoke in Slo Slovakia. Did you guys know? 
No. The language in Slovakia is Slovakian, but I didn't know that until I got there. <laughs> so um, uh, Polly has afforded me many of those opportunities that are just, they're priceless. So it's great to, it sounds like, work for a company that can be global for the interactions that you'll make with other people. Awesome. Absolutely. And um, oh, I just saw one that was very good here. Oh, yeah. So I think this is asking sort of in terms of how competitive it might be to get into this field. They're asking if there are too many or too few people entering this profession. There's, there's always room for a good salesperson. Always. Uh, you know what? I've never heard that we there's too many salespeople. And when the economy is down and people and companies are having trouble, you know what they want? They want a new sales force. They want a sales force that can go out and generate money to, because the sales force is what generates money for the company to continue running, right? What do you mean by a new sales force? Um, sometimes when uh, sales forces get stagnant or they're not producing what they need to, sometimes they do a sales force refresh. Um, they want to go find new talent that can sell. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think there's always opportunity for sales. And you know what? A lot of people don't like to sell, right? They don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that car salesperson. I, you know, I remember saying to somebody once, they said, you'd make a good salesperson. I was like, that's just the biggest insult you've ever told me. I'm like, I'm not a salesperson. I'm an account manager. What does that mean? I was like, that means I don't go out and call people and say, please buy my stuff you know, or like you have to buy this and then be, you know, have snake oil in the background. That's not, it's not Sorry. like that. You, you, when you're a good salesperson, you're basically a good consultant, right? You're helping somebody along with their own business initiatives. Right. I, you figure if they've reached out to you already, they're, they're not thinking that you're going to try and harm them. Right. So can you talk to us a little bit about your, your education? I see the, the O on your sweatshirt there. Where did you go to college? And when you went to college, did you go there with this job in mind? Oh, not at all. So I was the kid who in school, you know, when they said, probably eighth grade even, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I watched everybody else and they're like, doctor or lawyer or whatever. And so I naturally put my hand up and said lawyer because that sounded good. Um, but I didn't have a clue. And it was just easier to just pick one thing and say the one thing to everybody. Cause I was like, I don't know. I don't know what is out there. I ended up going to the university of Oregon. I majored in telecommunications and film under the communications journalism school. And the thought was that I would, as I got further along, I was like, Hey, I can be a news anchor. I can be the next Katie Couric, you know, pick a name. I can, I can get up there and do that. And then I found out you needed to go like to some small town in like South Dakota. And then I was like, I'm not going to do that. That's not going to happen. Um, but I didn't, here's what, here's what I say to people who don't know what they want to do. First of all, God, gosh, God bless the people who know who want they, what, what they want to do. That's so great that they wake up and they know they're, they might be lucky, but the people who don't want know what I say is they have the opportunity to hear many things. So I never missed an opportunity because I wasn't so focused on one thing. If something came up and I wanted to try it, I could try it because I wasn't locked into anything. Right. And so I think the weaving path can also be just as rewarding. You just have to be open to what gets presented to you and then be comfortable with not a fit, cross it off your list, not a fit, cross it off your list. And it's not that you're failing. You're not failing. You're on your way to succeeding. You're just crossing things off your list. Yeah. Sometimes you have to close the doors you know aren't right for you. So is your, how flexible is your schedule? Do you have, uh, with your job, do you have a lot of time, do you feel for yourself and for your family? 
Um, this is always an interesting question. I, this is just about time management. I will tell you that I have, I have good work-life balance. I always wonder how much people are in control of that. I don't really know. And I try not to judge other people on that. I like my life and I like the free time I have, and I do spend it with my family. And, um, I, I feel uh, lucky to have that. What I will say is that work does pop up. It does get in the way. And I have been known to shush my family while I have to work. So I want to be realistic and tell you there have been days where I've been on 6 a.m. calls or I've been, you know, I missed my daughter's uh, dance recital one time when I was on my way to Europe for a call. So it's, it's not all perfect, but um, it's full of decisions. And nine out of 10 times, you can work around stuff. And if people are... Um, usually when you're human and you say, Hey, you know what? I have something really important. I missed that one dance recital. I never missed another one because I said, Hey, this is what I have going on. Is there any chance we could just schedule around it? And nine out of 10 times people are like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We can work. We can work with that because any other time I'm saying to them, Hey, I can be flexible for you. You tell me when works for you. Thanks. And when they hear that you're trying to work for them with them, for them, around them, they're super grateful and willing to, um, afford you the same kindness. Yeah, of course. It's it's nice to have that sort of amicable relationship when people know that you're working with them. Uh, what Was there a piece of advice or, or some sort of lesson that was given to you that helped you within your career or maybe just in life in general, something you like to follow? Um, I had a CEO who was in charge of um, uh, Baxter Healthcare, which is a pharmaceutical. Um, he had this thing. I remember one time I went to a colleague's graduation from uh, MBA school and he showed up and I was like, wow, he's here. And then I had a baby and he showed up and I was like, wow, he's here. And then I started seeing the thread and I realized that he just showed up. He was That's... always there for his people. And whether it's professional or personal, showing up makes all the difference in the world. It makes people, it connects you with people and, um, I embraced his practice 20 years ago. I've pushed it onto my kids. Both my kids know how to show up. And I would say the winners are the people who show up. If you are the first person there to help set up for something and the last person to leave, people remember that over and over again. And um, it, it is, it's rewarding. And it's also um, it just it pays a million dividends. Incredible. I stick with that motto, folks. It show up. It really it, it invaluable. So we've hit our twenty eight minute mark. We've only got a, a couple. This is about the last question here. And I really just is there anything that you want to leave us leave us off with our listeners and our students? Uh, anything you'd like for for them to know? Um. First of all, I want to say, hey, you guys, thanks for on a two to two thirty. Friday showing up and listening to me. It was super kind of you. And I'm sorry I didn't get to see your faces, but I am grateful for the questions I did have. And um, thanks for going to school. I know it's super tough right now. I've seen it and um, I'm looking forward to sunny days for all of you and you all getting to the beach. All right. Thank you so much, Carolyn, for being here. We, we really appreciate your, your help and your advice. And I, I'm sure everyone else enjoyed it too. I, this has been a great time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and Bye, thank, you guys. Thank you to all of our listeners and our guests today. Again, I still cannot believe we are doing this live. It's amazing. My name is Jacob Sheckman. Our show is What To Be. And today's guest was Carolyn Allman, the Senior Channel Account Manager at Polyplantronics. 
If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM K-Squid Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays or stream online at ksqd.org or visit our website, yfiob.org. Thank you and see you next time.